Section 7 of Monday Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Monday Tales by Alphonse Daudet. Translated by Marion McIntyre. Section 7. A Renegade Zouave. That evening the big blacksmith lorry of Saint Marie Aumain was not in the best of humours. Usually after the forge fire was out and the sun had set, he would sit upon a bench before his doorway, tasting all the delight of that weariness which comes to one who has borne the heat and burden of the day. And before dismissing his apprentices, he would linger with them for a few draughts of fresh beer, watching the people going home from the factories but this evening the worthy smith remained in his shop until meal-time and then he seemed reluctant to go his good old wife thought as she looked at him what ails him has he received some bad news he is unwilling to tell me from the regiment perhaps our oldest is ill but she did not venture to ask any questions and confined all her efforts to quieting three little laughing fair-haired lads with locks the colour of ripened wheat who were crunching a fine salad of black radishes and cream at length the blacksmith pushed away his plate angrily oh what beggarly knaves what scoundrels they are whom do you mean tell us laurie whom do i mean he exclaimed five or six vagabonds who straggled into the town this morning wearing the uniforms of french soldiers but hand in glove with the bavarians some of that mob which has what do they call it declared in favour of prussia and to think that every day will witness the return of more of these false alsatians what do you suppose they gave them to drink the mother attempted a defence what would you have my poor man these boys are not so much to blame away in algeria in africa they are so far from home that they grow sick for a sight of it the temptation to return to give up a soldier's life is too strong for them laurie's fist descended heavily upon the table no more mother you women do not know what you are talking about so much of your life is spent among children and for them alone that you come to see all things through the eyes of your puppets but i tell you those men we saw this morning are knaves renegades cowards of the worst sort and if in an evil hour our christian could be capable of such infamy as theirs as sure as my name is george lorry and i was for seven years a chasseur in the service of france i would run him through the body with my sabre partly risen from his chair the blacksmith pointed with a terrible glance to his long cavalry sword hanging upon the wall under his son's picture the portrait of a zouave done in africa but as he looked at that honest alsatian face dark and sunburnt viewed in the strong relief which is shown when vivid colours are seen in a strong light suddenly he grew calm i am foolish to work myself into a passion as if our christian could dream of becoming a prussian he who has killed so many of them during the war restored to good humour by this thought the worthy man finished his meal with a light heart and set forth at once for the villa de strasbourg to empty a pot or two of beer the old wife was alone 
she put the little ones to bed while they chirped like a nestful of birds going to rest and then she took her darning and seated herself before the door leading to the garden she sighed from time to time and thought to herself oh yes that is all true enough they are cowards renegades all the same their mothers must be glad enough to see them again and she recalled the time when her boy before he left for the army stood in that little garden tending it at that very hour she looked at the well where he had refilled his watering-pots that boy in the blouse and long locks those locks which had to be cut when he entered the ranks of the zouaves suddenly she trembles the little back door that leads to the fields is opened the dogs do not bark though the newcomer steals along the walls among the beehives like a robber good day mamma her christian himself stands before her shamefaced confused his tongue is thick his uniform disordered the miserable creature has come with the others and for a whole hour he has been prowling about waiting for his father to leave the house that he might enter it she would chide him but has not the heart it is such a long while since she saw him embraced him last and then he has so many and such excellent reasons to give for returning he longed for home for the forge was weary of living so far away from his people the discipline grew severer every day and the others nicknamed him prussian because of his alsatian accent of course she believes everything he says how can she help it when she looks in his face they continue to talk as they enter the house the little ones are awake by this time and barefooted in their night-shirts they patter into the room eager to welcome their big brother he must eat something but no he is not hungry his thirst however knows no end he has been drinking in the pot-house since morning treated to round upon round of beer and white wine and now he washes it all down with great gulps of water but a step is heard in the yard the blacksmith is returning christian it is your father quick hide until i have time to speak to him to explain and she pushes him behind the tall porcelain stove and then turns to her sewing again with trembling hands but unfortunately his zouave's cap is still upon the table and that is the first object laurie's eyes meet as he enters he observes too the mother's embarrassment her pale face and he understands everything christian is here he says and the tone of his voice strikes terror to their hearts he seizes his sabre with the gesture of a maniac and rushes towards the stove behind which the zouave cowers a ghastly figure suddenly sobered but leaning against the wall lest he should fall the mother throws herself between them lorry lorry do not kill him it is my fault i wrote him to return wrote him that you needed him in the forge she clings to his arm and drags herself along sobbing in the darkness of their chamber the children hear sobs and angry words these voices overcome with emotion they no longer recognize and they too begin to cry suddenly the blacksmith pauses and looks at his wife then he returned because you made him very well let him get to bed to-morrow i will consider what shall be done on awaking the next morning from a heavy slumber full of nightmare and baseless terrors christian finds himself in the very chamber he occupied in childhood 
the flowering hop vines climbing along the tiny leaden framed panes of his window shut out some of the daylight but the sun is warm for already it is high in the heavens below the anvils are ringing at the head of his bed sits his mother through the long night she has not quitted his side one moment for her husband's wrath has made her fear and the old man himself has not slept till daybreak his footsteps are heard through the house he opens and closes one closet after another weeping and sighing and now he enters his son's room his face is stern it seems that he is dressed for a journey he wears a tall hat and long gaiters he carries a thick mountain staff tipped with iron he proceeds at once to the bed where his son lies saying come rise it is time to get up the youth a trifle confused is about to put on his zouave trappings oh no not those the father says severely the mother all apprehension replies but my friend he has no others to wear give him some of mine i shall not need them any more and as his son dresses lory carefully folds the uniform the big red trousers the short jacket and having made a bundle of them he passes about his neck the tin box which contains his soldier's papers and now let us go down he says then the three descend into the blacksmith's shop no word is spoken as they enter they hear the bellows blowing every one is at work and as he sees that open shed which he had so often recalled while he was far away the zouave remembers his childhood and how he played there many an hour in the heat of the road and how the sparks glittered against the black powdery dust of the forge sudden tenderness fills his heart he longs for his father's forgiveness but the look which meets his is inexorable and now the smith finds words boy he says the forge and the tools are yours and that too he adds pointing to the little garden in the rear which is seen from the smoke-blackened door bathed in sunshine and swarming with bees the hives the vines the house all belong to you since it was for these things you sacrificed your honor you will at least look after them you are master here now i go you owe france five years more of service i will pay your debt lory lory where are you going cries the poor wife father exclaims the son his voice full of entreaty but the blacksmith is gone while they are speaking he strides out of sight without one glance backward at sidi bel abbes where the third regiment of zouaves is stationed there enlisted some days ago a volunteer aged fifty-five years end of section seven